Hello and welcome to Make and Tay in the podcast, Breaking the Sigma. This week on the podcast, I'm joined by the youngest ever guest on my podcast. I'm joined by Luke and his mum, Michelle, who set up Sweets for My Sweets. And you probably might be aware of kind of Luke's story, which went viral of the school kid making over a thousand pounds selling algae-free sweets. So it's great to kind of have him on the podcast. Like when that article went live, it was shared on Lads Bible, ITV, The Sun, and it was shared all around the world. And they've gave me an exclusive code if you want to try out the algae free sweets my sweets. So the code is MC23 for 15% off. So yeah, if you want to give that code a go, it's MC23 for 15% off. And it's great to have Luke on the podcast to kind of share his story of how he got started and just about finding out about his allergies and experiences traveling to Mexico. Kind of him and his mum's reactions becoming this overnight sensation and kind of the story of how they got started and what they've got planned next. Hope you enjoy this episode. If you do, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. And if you do, can share it across your kind of social channels. I really appreciate that. Let's get to the podcast. Hello and welcome to the Make It Same podcast. I'm joined by Michelle and Luke and I'll let them guys kind of introduce themselves and kind of where they come from. I'm Luke and I'm from Peterborough. Hi, I'm Michelle, obviously from Peterborough. I'm Luke's mum um, and we have the shop sweetsformasweet.com. It's been incredible. Obviously, I've kind of saw the post and literally everyone kind of shared it on my DMs. They're <laughs> like, you know, at this school boy, you made like a thousand pounds from kind of selling the pick and mitt. So it'd be incredible to kind of talk about that kind of later on in the podcast. Whereabouts have you guys travelled from? Uh, from Peterborough. We came down, it's only about an hour on the train and then 15 minutes on the tube, so it's not too bad. Have you guys got much planned whilst you're in London? Uh, yeah, we're going to go see the warship on the Thames and head to the Lego store. Have you been to the Lego store before? Not since renovation. Yeah, first time. Did you say you was in London last week? Was it for the, the boxing? Yeah, the BKB boxing. Is that something you do as well? Um, Not bare knuckle, but boxing yeah yeah did you start when you was quite young then um no i'd say like seven eight months ago oh wow how did you get into that was it through a friend or was it just through did your dad get into get you into it or my dad oh really yeah it started off actually from my five-year-old niece his five-year-old cousin she's this beautiful blonde hair blue-eyed girl and she started boxing (laughs) and she's beating everyone up so um his dad was going and then you went with dad as well didn't you so yeah yeah Yeah. we all go kind of not what that's since then kind of thing like I was going to ask about your kind of your allergies and how you got diagnosed. Do you remember how kind of the, the first sign of Luke showing he's got allergies when he was younger? Yeah, it was, um, he was about one um, where it started and I knew something was wrong um, because of obviously reactions he was having and, uh, you know, nappy issues and things like that. Um, and it got to the point where I was, I was actually crying on the phone to my health worker because the doctors were just completely ignoring me. Um, and I knew that he had a milk allergy just, uh, you could just tell from the reactions he was having. So I actually pulled him off milk myself and put him onto soy milk because it was clearly causing him harm. Doctors wouldn't have anything to do with it. I kept on speaking to them and they would say, well, write down everything that he's eating. And then they go, well, obviously he's not eating this. Tell us the truth because it was healthy that he was eating. I'm not lying to you. Why would I do (laughs) that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so in desperation, somebody mentioned to us about a hair test where you can get like a, I've never heard of that. Well, don't do it. Don't do it. it. Um, And it was a hair test and we sent it away and it actually confirmed to me um, when it came back that he did in fact have a milk allergy. So that gave me validation that, oh, this is, this is right then. Um, but then it said that he wasn't allergic to nuts or peanuts and other things like that. Was a hair test through the 
That wasn't through the doctor. No, was that, that wasn't. Was that something like, online? That was something yeah. online. It was through desperation because the doctors weren't helping. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it came back and, like I said, it, it confirmed the milk allergy, which I knew, um, and didn't said he was fine with peanuts and treenuts. So I thought, okay. And obviously with the milk allergy, he couldn't have any desserts. So he's really limited. And I thought, peanut butter hasn't got dairy in it. Yeah. And it tells me here he's not allergic to peanuts. So he must be fine. Yeah. So he must be fine. So I put, I made him a sandwich um, and then I, we were going to go outside in the garden with it and just being lazy because I thought I don't want to come back in. I put a tiny bit on the end of my finger and just to see if he liked it. Well, clearly it didn't like him. Um, he, he came up to me and he started scratching his tongue. This is, he's just coming up to two now. Yeah. Um, scratching his tongue. Um, I'm like, oh, what's going on? Not thinking. I know it's stupid because I would have thought about the peanut allergy, but because of the hair test, yeah. it was like, well, he's not allergic. So, um, and then his face started swelling up around here. Then he got hives. Then you got hives like under your, your eyes. And it was like, clearly it just was happened like. happened straight away. Happened yeah. straight away. So I, in a state of panic, I just got some antihistamine and kind of shoved it in his mouth, double the amount yeah. by accident. Um, and very stupidly, I didn't actually phone an ambulance. I took him in the car nearly crashed on the way because I was watching him like struggle and everything. And it was, I should have phoned an ambulance, but I, I didn't. Um, and then the doctors took us seriously, clearly. Um, and then you got it's your allergy test. Like they didn't take you seriously like straight away. And I think a lot of parents are in this situation where they just don't know where to turn to. And yeah. they turn, obviously everyone just turns to Google and tries to get to the bottom of the yeah. answer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when we went to the specialist, the specialist said, we're here for that reason. So I don't know why it was so difficult for you to get the help. But um, but obviously once they had done it, they said, well, because he, he had the atopic three, which is um, asthma, eczema and allergies. Okay. And they all kind of like linked Very together. Very much linked, yeah. Yeah, so... So that's how we found out about his, his nut yeah. allergy. <laughs> so was it tree nuts and peanuts when you got dinos? Yes. Yeah. The peanuts um, have been consistent all the way through. It was really odd with his um, tree nuts because he was two when he first had it. And then he was getting tested every six months up to the age of five. And the tree nuts would change each time. So yeah. like one time he would be allergic to hazelnuts cashews and pistachios yeah and the next time you'd be allergic to hazelnuts walnuts and Some something else yeah. so the the tree nuts were obviously they were just very fluid so they were off the um off the menu but tree nut peanuts have been yeah. consistent all the way through how was your experience Luke? then obviously having these allergies and going to school was you like the only kid in your school with allergies or was it was the other kids as well um i was probably the only kid with a nut allergy in probably like around that year um it weren't too bad but yeah yeah because I think I think at the time it wasn't massive when I because I went to like primary school in the 90s and it, I remember being like the only kid and for me at the time like it's so different to what it is now because you hear about allergies all the time in the news and pretty much people are like fully aware now well you would hope so did you ever feel like isolated because you're allergy or you was like, I've got this, I'm just going to be safe, but then crack on kind of thing? Like. No, but like um, at birthday parties, yeah, the cakes and that lot, I wouldn't normally have them because I don't know if they may contain nuts or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Trick or treating. Trick or treating, That's that was always a difficult yeah. one. Yeah. Well, you always, well, say, say what happens at, when you trick or treat. Um, I'd come home, empty it out, and then we'd have to go through 
all of them yeah. to if they've got marching. And I'll have swaps for you, won't I? I'll, like, I'll take that and you can have these. I fill, fill it through. Yeah. I remember at like kids' parties for me, like I always have to like bring me on like pat lunch. And I still do it now. Yeah. Even like we, it was like someone's um, anniversary party and like my parents are like, oh, you should come on. Um, it's like a family do. Yeah. Even then I brought me on pat lunch. I did speak to catering and they seemed pretty clued up, but I was like, it's not worth the risk sometimes, is it? No. Like yeah. Most of my phone has got like photos of just allergen labels from people saying, is this okay? Is this okay? Yeah. Or like now we go around grandma's and um, she just keeps all the boxes and she'll just put everything out and say, can you just check everything? Yeah. So, yeah. You know, and like good. a little, like the sign things next to it. Yeah, she started cutting them out and putting them on cocktail sticks and oh, then right. putting them, which is really good, <laughs> really good, helpful, yeah. isn't it? So you can see what's there. So, yeah. yeah. As, as a parent, would you say you're, as it gets older, I mean, you seem really aware, like, obviously, is it you, like, finding the right balance of, like, him taking responsibility on now in terms of him speaking up about in restaurants? Is that is that something you do sometimes? Yeah, we're starting to get to that. Yeah. Um, and so also, rather than me saying you can't have that, I'm saying, what well, do you think you can have this? Yeah. And hoping that he'll start making the right choices, which in, invariably you do, don't you? You're not yeah. you're not interested in taking the risk. He's yeah, you know doesn't want to get injured. Um, but it's nice to kind of give him that freedom so that he's going to go out on his own at some point yeah, and have yeah. to make those decisions. So you, you've yeah. got a good head on your shoulders, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Are you planning on going to like university? Do you feel you'll go to university, or do you think? Obviously, we'll get to the business in a minute. Would you want to kind of do something for yourself or have you got an idea what you want to do when you, when um, you get older? I know. When I was younger, I used to like be, or used to always want to be like armed police on fronts, but kind of like an electrician. Yeah. Which is like a good job. Yeah. Yeah. It's well paid. I've got friends what do that and yeah, they, they seem to <laughs> like really enjoy it as well. Right? I know earlier, just for the podcast, we kind of spoke about kind of the airlines and kind of your experience with allergies. It's something I've spoke about in the podcast. I've actually, I think it's on Monday or next week, actually, I've got uh, someone in America who's got her own blog and she like helped change the policy in America. So in America, when you board, you can board the flight earlier because allergies is classed as a disability. So you oh, can board right. the, the flight early in the US and kind of wipe down the surfaces to make sure there's no kind of cross-contamination because... It's happened to me before in Croatia where I actually just didn't clean the surfaces, like fell asleep and woke up to hives all on my arm and absolutely panicked. Yeah. And because I, I was in a rush to get on the flight, I didn't have me antihistamine with me. So I was actually like panicking, but luckily like their hostess had antihistamine on it. How's your experience been with like Luke, um, like getting on flights? We've, uh, we used to um, give him antihistamine as soon as, like, as a precaution before he got on the flight um, when he was younger. He's not really needed that much because um, well, now he's got older, um, but we wiped down all the sides and everything like that. Um, we've had, we've traveled quite a lot. Um, me and his dad used to travel quite a lot, although we've not gone to like Asia and things like that because. I don't think I would ever go. It, no. It's, it, it's everywhere. Peanuts are yeah. all on the street food. It's everything. And even if they say, oh, it's peanut free, you know for a fact it's not, it's not because it is, it's just so in Japan, there. Japan, like, I've been, I've been wanting to go to Japan and I've heard, like, obviously they don't use as nuts as often as, yeah. like, Thailand, for example. But then I had a doctor on the podcast and he said, like, he's never seen so many peanuts in the, oh. the airport. Oh. So I was a bit like, oh. Yeah, so you've got to be maybe, really careful yeah. about where you go. But, um, We've flying EasyJet, absolutely fantastic. Incredible. They are brilliant. And they they ban nuts completely as well. 
Have they? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. But they've like, always been fabulous yeah. when we when we've gone on there. They've been really, you know, making sure that we've got our epipens um, and so they know where we're sitting. If there's anything that goes wrong, do the announcement. They've just been brilliant, haven't they? Um, Tui have been um, mostly good. <laughs> We've flown with them a lot and nine out of 10 times they've been really good. But there was this one time when um, we were sitting on a flight, um, just about to take off and they did the nut allergy announcement. We might have actually started taking off and did the nut allergy announcement. And this guy sitting next to me, Luke's obviously the other side of me and his dad, and he starts talking about survival of the fittest and how these people should be allowed to travel. And he clearly didn't know that he was sitting next to a five-year-old at the time with it and he was being very yeah. vocal about it and his wife was sitting behind him she's tapping him on the shoulder as if to say because she clearly would no, has yeah. noticed and she's like as if to say, shut up shut up um and obviously i was sitting there absolutely fuming i mean i can feel the anger already in my cheeks now you just um, feel yourself like boiling <laughs> off inside yeah, i yeah. thought you know i didn't want to draw the attention to luke because he hadn't heard it or, or if he had i don't think he realized it was about him so i didn't want to kind of make him feel uncomfortable um but then a little bit later in the flight, the flight attendants came over and said, look, we're really sorry, but we forgot his peanut-free or nut-free meal. It's like, oh, we're going to Mexico. It's like yeah. a nine, ten-hour flight. It's what like one of the things, if it's like a two-hour flight, then, I mean, being a kid, like, it's probably even difficult. But yeah. as you get older, I'm like, I can do two hours without yeah. eating any food on a flight, but it's this ten-hour flight. Yeah, with yeah. a five-year-old. Yeah. You know, how's that going to work? But uh, the people around us were really helpful, and they were sort of like, oh, here's a banana, and yeah. they were kind of getting stuff that they thought were okay. Yeah. And um, so was the air stewardesses. Um, but this guy must have sat there at that point because then he clearly knew it was the people sitting next yeah. to him. And I just thought, God, I hope you feel really awful. Yeah, <laughs> It's annoying when people like, obviously just don't take your allergy kind of like seriously. And I hear stories like this all the time. For me, the best experience have been like the cheaper airlines. <laughs> I yeah. don't, yeah, like Ryanair, like I say, EasyJet, they always do the announcement. I got one the other day where it was like with a Spanish airline, I'm trying to think the name of it, it's like slipped the top of my head, but they they just didn't quite understand. And literally I, I had to like speak to like four different kind of members of the yeah. team until one of them spoke like half decent English. Yeah. And in the end, they, they did the, they refused, they wouldn't do the announcement, but there was like, we would, but we won't sell any nuts on the flight. For me, that was good enough at the time. Like, yeah. And I thought if I see someone eating nuts near me, then obviously I'll, I'll, I'll say something. Do you do you wear do you wear a mask now when you get in a fight? A mask. No, like um, you no, know, when when COVID and everyone's like wearing a mask. Well, oh. yeah. when we actually flew to Mexico, it was in the last time was in March. Yeah. And. The night before, you had to wear a mask, and I think they'd re- relaxed it at like five in the morning, and we flew at seven, yeah. so we didn't have to wear the mask. Yeah, because so, yeah. I, I actually wear masks now on the flights, just because so, with my allergy being airborne, I, I just feel like more comfortable like wearing it. I feel yeah. less anxiety, or I'll feel less anxious knowing that I've got it, and like if it is, it's probably going to reduce the chances of me breathing in if someone does eat nuts on the flight yeah. or doesn't listen to the announcement. Definitely. I mean, you've never had um, a reaction other than eating. So, you know, we don't think that there's any airborne issue with you. Um, Not that we're aware of. So, Mm -hmm. but definitely if he ingests nuts, that's that's a big problem. How's um, Mexico then? Do you you enjoy it? It was good, but uh, we went to like this animal sanctuary. Okay. And... We went in like this enclosure where there was monkeys and they were jumping on people's heads, but they were feeding them. 
and they were feeding them. The person next to me, mum, only just noticed that they were feeding them peanuts as it was next to me. She asked and he went, yeah, yeah, peanuts. I shot up and like oh moved out of the way. Yeah. But then the monkeys are just jumping on everyone's head. So well, there's like they Trace. Ha- they had us in a row and Luke was next. Uh, there was me, Luke, and then this other couple here. And I just saw them put something on the person's head. And I'm like, what was that? And they just came to do it with Luke. Uh, with Luke and I was like, it's peanuts. I was oh like, is that peanuts? God. And he was like, yeah. So I was like... And you obviously then jumped up and legged yeah. it. He's like, no, 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 it's fine, right? It's not fine, you know? Um, so that was a bit... And again, we weren't expecting that at all, so... Oh, my it's God. these little things that you've you got to kind of... You don't even expect that, would you? But like, you're saying about... Is it dog food as well? Like, like dog oh, food? Yeah. Like a yeah. dog treat. So I remember when I was about six, seven, yeah. we bought our dogs some dog treats, yeah. but we didn't check the ingredients because you don't really expect it. And... Just before I fed it to them, Dad was reading the ingredients and realised they have nuts in. So he told me to stop, but then I had to go in the bathroom, wash my hands and that lot and chuck them away. Because I wouldn't have thought, it's only recently the other day, like someone actually messaged me on my Instagram stories, like, can you talk about pets and food allergies? And I was a bit <laughs> like, I was like, there's only so much I can talk about. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I, I get loads of like mad requests sometimes and I, I try to, I do, I do try, but like, it is interesting, like, because you just, you wouldn't expect it. Generally, like, the, the experience been in, in regards to, like, traveling. Like, I was going to ask, like, was Mexico good with, with food allergies? Yeah. yeah. I mean, what we usually do, we've, when we've traveled when you've been younger, we tend to travel to resorts. And then, even though it's, like, an all-inclusive resort, we'll then travel out and do the excursions. It's because we kind of feel comfortable it felt like a safe place for him. As soon as we arrive, we have an appointment with the head chef because we let them know in advance. Is this in the hotels? Yeah. Yeah. The head chef will come and meet us and tell us what's okay, what's okay. Desserts are never okay. It's just not worth it. I just avoid it. Yeah, yeah. it's just not worth it. Um, And pastries and breads Mm. and things like that. You, With an allergy, you know what's you can and can't have, you know. Um, it's, I think it's one of them things, like, and I'll be honest, like, I, I just don't eat desserts. Like, there's very few, there's been like maybe one or two restaurants where they've like, they've said to me like, there's de- there's no nuts in the kitchen, we've made the desserts I made, and maybe then, but that's always like at the nicer end of the restaurant, so yeah. I, might, yeah. I might do it, but nine times out of 10. I was going to say, why should we in London? There's, um, oh, not so old house is another franchise. It's going to come to me, but every restaurant is completely nut free. Oh. So it's got like five restaurants in the establishment and they're all like completely nut free, which is incredible. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. Um, I'll let you know. I'll try and remember what it is. <laughs> like, it's going to really frustrate me, but it's not. So, so old house is like a membership thing, like, yeah. which is like for creatives or whatever. And I know that their restaurant is completely nut free. But yeah, I'm just trying to think of the other one. But we're yeah. the same. He's not too keen on eating out. Yeah, yeah but um, I know what you mean because when we went out, there was like a, a restaurant, but they had this really nice brownie that I was allowed to have. So every time we ate out, it was like, if I could have the dessert, that would be the restaurant we were going to. Yeah. 
Yeah. Which it's restaurant's that? Is that one in Mexico? No, oh, is that? Uh, no, it's like in town. It's, it's Middleton's it. in Peterborough. Yeah, yeah. So I think they're a chain. I think they've got a few around. But yeah. it was like, I can have the brownie there. Can we go there? And again, yeah. it's on the higher end. It's a steakhouse and it's it's on the higher end. We tried like cruise ships. Cruise ships are incredible. Oh, they ter- terrified me with oh, really? um, food allergies because I thought you're stuck there. Yeah. You've got nowhere to go if it doesn't work out. So have you been on a cruise then? Yeah, I was, like, when I was younger, so I, my parents like took me on like a royal caribbean when i was like 17 yeah and they was incredible like really really good and then when i was about i'm 30 now when i was about 25 26 like sh- shouldn't be going away with family but parents <laughs> I, they were like, we'll take you away you don't have to worry about it and i was like yeah why not like and it was um celebrities of the seas and they was incredible as well right. and they take it really serious like really serious to the point where you, the head of the, the catering would like come over and tell you what the menu is um, for the day before. Oh, and yeah. he would go through and write, right, Dan, we can make this in a separate part of the kitchen. And on Slopes of the Seas, we did a tour of the actual kitchen and they actually showed you where to prepare the food for people with allergies. Honestly. It, yeah, that surprises the, the best, me. The best experiences I've had on cruise ships like hands down better than restaurants see i was yeah. i was more fearful that like when you're on a plane yeah. and you're just you're stuck there that's what i thought might be the problem with cruise yeah, ships yeah. if you if there is a problem you're stuck and there's nothing you can do so that's good to hear that. that's interesting isn't it yeah. but we are going on holiday this year we're gonna um oh, yeah. because you're a bit older now we're like going to Canada um, and we're hiring an RV. Oh, wow. And that obviously, because we're, we're traveling from Vancouver to Calgary, but because we've yeah. got the RV, we can control all the food. We can cook it yeah. in there. And we don't have to worry about being stuck somewhere with poor options. So you're doing like a tour the whole of Canada? Uh, no, just from Vancouver to Calgary. Yeah. So it's all, uh, across British Columbia and Alberta. Yeah. So, so. How come Canada is something you just always want to do? Or have you got family there? Or is it just something a bit different? We've got a bit of family there, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah, because we went there just before COVID into the city to see the family and that lot. They live in Ontario in Toronto, don't they? Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. But uh, this time you kind of want to go out and see like the forest and that lot. That'd be incredible, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we also do kind of... I was going to say, do you always carry Epens like everywhere you go then? Yeah. yeah. And there's, has there been times where you forgot it? Because it happens to me all the time. Even last week, I went I went into the office in the morning, got there, I was like... <laughs> don't have your friends what I'm going to do and like it was, it was frustrating because I obviously wanted to be there with my team but I was like sorry guys I'm going to have to go home and get my pens and then I was like there's no point me going yeah. back yeah. into the office again <laughs> but uh, we went to the airport one time and normally when we're in the car on the way we will always go like the night before day before um, and on the way we normally check everything we've got like the important stuff but this time we didn't we got to the airport and realised we've left my EpiPens at home Oh, no. So we had to get my aunt to get them, and then a taxi well, we didn't even know up. they were there. We thought we might have lost them, so uh, we were like, "They might be looking around, you know." So no, it happens to me. Like it's happened to me like so many times where like I get somewhere like and like I said with that airline, like I had my epipens, but I just didn't have my antihistamine. It's just like yeah, it's so easily done. Like, but me every time we leave the the house now, it's like phone, wallet, keys, epipen, got a thing, and like make sure hopefully I've got it all. Yeah. I really want to talk about obviously the business um, suites for my suite and kind of the story behind this um, and kind of I spoke about it earlier. Everyone sent me this article in my DMs. Can we talk about a little bit about the inspiration behind it, Luke? Um, well, f- 
first, I've always wanted to do some form of business. So I looked into vending machines and ended up buying a vending machine, but oh, wow. not many people have cash. Yeah. These, these are the, the smaller sweet vending machines. Oh, it's not okay. one of the massive, yeah, yeah. you know, 2,000, 10,000 pounds. It's like a smaller yeah. machine, isn't it? It's just um, like Because I know that Stephen Barrett, when he was at school, he was doing all the contracts for the, the vending machines. Like, yeah, right. I don't know if, yeah. You know, the diary of the CEO. Yeah, he, he's, he's like super successful, but he started off with vending machines. Um, so that was your initial kind of thought into the business. Yeah, but that didn't go too well and kind of failed a bit. So we went on about it and like spoke about it that lot. And then I ended up coming up with Sweets for My Sweet. And then we launched it together and had to make the website and that lot. We found the suppliers and yeah. With the with the sweet idea, was that because like when you go go to the corner shop or when you go to the cinema, you could just like never have have the sweets? No, because that cinema is obviously cross contamination. Yeah. That's the problem. So when we went there, I'd only have like popcorn and that lot. Yeah. So that's the idea that people can like have some sweets at home, knowing they're safe. Yeah. And how was like? The initial idea, obviously, so you partnered up with 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 your mum. How was it then, kind of building that website? Was it was it quite difficult trying to find the right website to kind of be able to kind of do you pick and mix? It was like hours of YouTube videos, and then took a bit of time to like make it. We had to find the platform we we're going to build it off and make it and a lot. But um, when we found all that, it took about a month to. But when we done all that, it took us like a day to yeah. make it. I think we made and deleted about 10 websites. In yeah. Oh, really? yeah. It's like trial and error, yeah. just trying to get it Oh, right no, that doesn't work. Yeah. Try again. <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask um, Michelle, as, as Luke always been quite entrepreneurial from, I mean, he's already so like 11 now and he's, he's, he's already kind of set up a business. Was there any kind of signs from a young age? Yeah, he's always been interested in business. He, um, I remember when he was seven, um, he, what was it? Bath bombs. He started um, buying bath bombs and packaging them. Oh, and wow. so I was like, okay, because you wanted to do something. Do you remember that? Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I'd buy them. Then he'd, he'd add, I think it was Luke's Lagoon was what you were calling it. And um, he'd be putting all the labels on and packaging them up. Um, were you selling them <clears> online or just with just, friends? Just family, locally yeah. on sort of like the local Orton Sellers is, yeah. is sort of like the Facebook page um, for our local area. So you'd go, we'd go there together and he'd drop them off. Um, and then you've always just anything you can have an idea i mean he, he came um his ideas used to be huge they were brilliant ideas but unless we've got a million pound in the bank yeah. to fund it it's not gonna work yeah. so obviously when he came up with the, the sweets idea it was um you know it was feasible okay it's a couple of hundred pounds we can invest rather than get it up, up yeah so kind of thing, um yeah. you know that was fine um i mean he still thinks of of other things he came home the other day and he's like oh there's a guy at school that's got a band you know, um, I'm going to do merchandise for him and set him up a website. It's like, it's just anything he can think of to try and, you know, just create something. You've definitely got the, the entrepreneurial spirit. You want to kind of solve problems and, and get, get started kind of thing. Yeah. Where, where does that drive come from? <laughs> where, where do you feel like, is it something deep down you've always just, you, you kind of wanted to do yeah, I guess I just always wanted to be able to just like, just like live comfortably, be happy, and that lot. I think that's the drive. But yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, your granddad owns a successful business, doesn't he? That, um, I was going to ask that. I yeah, I think at such a young age, like, you, your your mindset is incredible. What, how you're like thinking ahead already. Where does that come from? You kind of say his granddad's got a, a business. Yeah, his, um, his granddad, um, of my dad, uh, he owns a business um, for commercial um, aluminium window fabrication okay. we've actually done loads of work around here we're actually working on this building at the moment oh wow it was weird because i looked a small world I, 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 I put in google yeah. and on my desk there was a, a file i put in google and it says oh we're going to this address i thought that rings a bell and it was literally sitting next to me the same place it's only a couple of windows and doors but i was yeah. like that's really strange that's mad, yeah. um but yeah no i've i've worked there um for 24 years mm. and so has my brother and my other sister so it is um there's about 70 people, but we're sort of like the management. We work it's really like hard. Family kind of. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I think Luke sees a lot of that drive and ambition mm. and, and how we have to work hard to make it work. And I think you, you draw a lot from that and you're very proud of your granddad yeah, as like, well. Yeah, uh, like granddad's probably might be my inspiration because. It's your mum. It's your mum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then like um, my uncle, he also with him like what he's invested in and that lot that's some more than you like showing me how to get started how to invest yeah what it yeah. my brother um who also works there he's very um into silver and shares and stocks and yeah. things like that and he's advises him and sort of like gives I'll him ideas started, yeah because yeah, yeah. i'm i'm no good at that i've like yeah. ask, ask your uncle <laughs> yeah so i've got like um a little safe of a silver company that I keep some of my silver in. Yeah, that's incredible. And I think a lot of the influence does come down from your parents and kind of your upbringing. And my parents, um, they was originally from Salford and they took me out of that context when I, when I got older because they didn't want me to get influenced by the wrong people. And I, I got brought up like, in Bolton. And um, yeah, I think like having that influence on, on your family kind of really kind of sets you up life kind of thing so yeah it's incredible to kind of see your kind of your mindset and kind of where you want to take it well, i think that's the thing you don't expect it to be given to you he's like well if yeah. i want it i'm gonna to have to figure out a way to yeah. get it and, and work for it which yeah. is you know we're proud of you for that and you you spoke a little bit earlier about kind of luke's drive and kind of where he gets it from and you kind of mentioned obviously um dyslexia and adhd can we can we speak about that on the podcast yeah um but do you explain about your dyslexia and how I mean, you struggles with that with my dyslexia i'm really good at, like building with electronics and that lot but that's the adhd and, and dyslexia isn't it yeah but yeah. like uh writing reading i find it hard like very hard um so like in school and that lot i've got on a friday i've got like a little lesson where i can kind of learn a bit more how to read write and yeah no I, honestly it's something i've experienced as well as a kid i really struggled with like reading and writing um yeah it's i don't know i always felt for me it was always like people and also as well like m m academic wise like i was expected all d's when i went to secondary school and i think I felt I had to work twice as hard just to get like C's or people saying you, you can't do this or you can't do that. Do you feel, do you feel like it's not going to stop you and you're still, you're going to go out there and kind of achieve it? 
I mean, I think it won't stop me and I still think I am going to go out there and achieve it. But um, like maths, I try my hardest in maths and I'd say I do really well. It kind of gives you that drive mm. to go forward, doesn't it? You know you're not as academic as, as maybe other people are, but you've got so many different skill sets that yeah. other people don't have. You know, you're yeah. very creative. You could very mechanical mind, you know, an engineer would be great for you, you know. He can solve problems. Yeah. Yeah. No, and like you say, like you've got other kind of like strengths which you can really play to your advantage. Like you say, like what other people might not have and... And it's kind of using that energy. If anyone ever doubts you, I call it like the, the fuck you energy. <laughs> I say that on podcast, but like, it's like when someone says you can't do something, it's like, well, I'm going to like prove you wrong kind of thing. So yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. To be open about that as well. And I think Richard Branson, the billionaire, he's like dyslexic and look how far he's gone in life and the stuff he's like achieved. Yeah. Kind of going back to the shop. Can we talk about the story behind the viral post of schoolboys <laughs> selling a thousand pound worth of kind of um, pick and mix sweets. Um, well, after we put it on Lab Bible, it kind of... No, we didn't put it on Lab Bible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't get to do that. That's not our luxury. After it went on Lab Bible, we got that, that promotion. Before Lab Bible, where where did it start before the Lab Bible kind of oh. came in and... and um, I was trying to yeah. get some, um, you know, because we thought, okay, people are buying from us. We've got a business here. We just need to get people to know about it. You know, there's yeah. lots of people with um, allergies. Was it all word of mouth initially? Yeah, all word of mouth. So, um, you know, at Christmas we, we sold a lot. Started to, at the end of December, um, January, sort of like filter down a bit. So I thought, oh, okay, I'll contact yeah. um, the local media and just see if we can get some advertisement. And I thought mm. it was going to be sort of like a, a two by two little thing yeah. in the local paper clearly that wasn't the case they phoned us up and they asked to do a photo shoot didn't they yeah we had like a 40 minute phone call then a three hour photo shoot and that lot and okay. then so end was it initial song. was it you you paid for a small no no we didn't pay for anything we just emailed and said we're looking for some um you know advertisement yeah. just to raise awareness and they liked the, the story oh wow um so they we didn't pay a penny for any yeah. of it it's nice. Um, and then we ended up in like the mirror, the sun, the local telegraph. That went, we were like a large page in that and that lot. Uh, the sun though, it was only a small little slip. Yeah. But and then obviously impressive. Lab Bible when it was like, yeah. how many views? It was like, I think it was like 136,000 views and 2,000 likes or something. And yeah. it just went crazy. And I think we got, the next day we got um, a month's worth of, orders in the day wow yeah tell dan where you where you've ended up in the news where around we, we literally had a thing where in the where in the world today <laughs> I, 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 I googled it like initially um obviously i was aware of it being my bible but if you just put it on google like metro came up and then all these websites yeah, yeah end up in news in poland france india mexico it was literally it where in the world yeah. today <laughs> What was that initial reaction? How did you feel when you saw that the Lab Bible shared it and then you just saw all these sales come through in a day? Right? I mean, I was pretty shocked because I didn't expect that. I expected it to pick up business a bit, but not that much. Yeah. 
Yeah. We yeah. had to call in reinforcements, my sister and your nan, didn't we? Yeah. Like, help us. Help I was going to say, how did you get all the orders like shipped out? Because like, yeah. obviously, if, is it next day delivery as well? For some of these? It's not. Well, we, we yeah. actually made a slight mistake on there, which we've le- learned from because yeah. um, we put um, first class as 24 hours and second class as 48, which is what Royal Mail say. Some people are taking that as gospel yeah what we meant was from dispatch so we've changed that on them very quickly um but we did with with the help of of my sister and yeah we try and get them out we were at work and they were packing orders for us and then i'd come and check them and then seal them and it was hard wasn't it but it was you know it was great we try and obviously send them out as soon as possible like when we get an order we'll probably make it that night yeah Try and send them out, yeah. And then you've got to keep running to the, the post office every morning. Yeah, well, it was pretty good, actually, because at the time, I think they've stopped it in April, but um, you could do, they would collect. So I was taking them to work with me and yeah. the postman was coming and collecting them. Just And he was like, oh, you again? Because it's obviously an aluminium company. He was like, this isn't a sweet shop. Right. <laughs> and he's just yeah, taking all these sweet all these orders. Boxes, yeah. Just like, sorry. <laughs> but, and I would, initially, how was it when you got started? Obviously... Would you, did you get sales straight away, I imagine? Or was it was it quite difficult trying to get the word out there and making people aware we, before you did the, the it, article? No, it, we, was it, okay? it was really strange because I'm not, I'm not very good with social media at all. I mean, we wouldn't even have an Instagram if it wasn't for my sister. Because yeah. when it kind of went, um, when they came to take the photo shoot, she's like, you've got to get an Instagram because that's where people look. I was like, I yeah. don't even know how to have do this. TikTok? No. No, we tried to set one up, but... Uh, I reckon you would do really well on TikTok. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. Because yeah. I think like, it's a family run business and like, I think people love stories like that. It's not like a big corporation. Like people really sell into the idea of like, like yourself and your mum have just set up this business. And I think people just love supporting stories like that. There was yeah. this, an article or a video I saw of her. She re- was recording her dad and like my dad's wrote a thriller and like he's only got like 10 sales on Amazon. I saw that. And he's now like gone on bestseller. <laughs> yeah, number one bestseller. Yeah, it's like 14 years or something. He's yeah, just, yeah, you know, trying to do it. He's sat on this yeah. side book and it wasn't doing well. I mean, like stories like that are like incredible yeah. when you, it's like really heartwarming, like how the community or people can get behind to like really support like someone's kind of mission. Like. Yeah. Initially, you're doing it out. You're doing it out the kitchen. I saw that you got a five star rating with the the food oh, sandwich. Yeah. How does that? Do they just come round and expect? I just thought it was generally quite interesting how how they kind of do that. Uh, yeah, they kind of they came round, but we had to get delayed a bit. And yeah. then they came round, and because we have like a quite modern kitchen, mm. they saw that it was all right, and that like, they checked the area, checked it all. They had to look around, saw it asked us some questions and like how we keep it clean. Do they come around with like swabs and like, no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I think being pick and mix, it's quite a low risk as well. Um, yeah. You know, if you're, like if, if you're chicken, chicken or, raw yeah. food, things like that. So the main thing was sort of like pest yeah. contamination and, um, and also like how um, we deal with allergens. And, and one of the things she said is usually when they go out, it's usually the allergens that have really got to kind of tell people about cross contamination, but she's like, well, we, you're doing it because with the the way the suites are set up in our the kitchen so like dining and end area we've got all these boxes all separate um of the suites that have got no allergens in so they've got no milk no nuts no um, what are the main allergies Uh, the free from tree nuts peanuts i know you've got an algae um i say algae menu like yeah 
allergies what are in each of the yeah the only most of them have no none of the 14 main allergens at all that's incredible yeah. um the chocolates have milk wheat and soya yeah um and then sort of like the fizzy laces and i think dracula teeth have wheat um and milk bottles mm. so you've got milk wheat and soya are the only allergens yeah. but we make sure there's no cross-contamination with them so if someone basically order stuff and it has no allergens in it it will mm. never even come into contact with those yeah um we'll pack them and then if it does have an allergen a sweet with an allergen in we'll pack it we'll and then we will go and get the individual allergens mm. um once the allergens in and put them in the boxes making sure that there's no yeah the milk isn't the milk isn't sort of like um cross-contaminated yeah. with the wheat or anything so there's lots of hand washing at that point and yeah. you know and also uh on the bottom of the box, if you take it out of its packaging, uh, the bottom out of its like, little bag, the bottom of the box, there's a little sticker where it has the three main allergens. Yeah. So if you have a tick on it, it says like um, ingredients shown with little tick. So if it has wheat, there'll be a tick next to it. And then we also have at the very bottom, um, we have like, we have seen this kind of thing. Yeah. To make them like we've not just forgot about yeah. it. And is it has it just grown month for month? Has it just been quite steady? Or has it been quite uh, a lot? Well, has it, it surprised you in any ways? Because like obviously it's, it's such a great story. Like when I read it and like I said, the mark people was like, you need to read this. Or... <laughs> yeah, it has surprised us because, like I said, we've not paid for any advertising. Um, yeah. And at, at the start, it was just done on Facebook, um, just mm. you know some discounts and whatever, and it was quite good because we couldn't see anyone else doing a nut free pick and mix mm. um such a good idea yeah, yeah. and you know it it really does like some and people so were saying because you think like it would be something like the the pick it's better than the pick and mix you get in the cinemas like the i don't know like if i've not really had like pick and mix but like it was it was honestly incredible to be able to like oh god i can have this or i can have that well it was yeah. some people say like i haven't had pick and mix in 30 years we're just yes. like that's fantastic i've never had a pick and mix yeah, yeah i've never had like, one apart um, from harry bowls but it's better than harry bowls yeah. i thought yeah um and and that's the thing and so anyone with a nut allergy or because it kind of started with the nut allergy thing and was sharing it with other people and you yeah. know lots of people you've got that community if you like that they all want to help each other want to help yeah. each other yeah, so it kind of spread organically from that um and we got a nice few orders at um christmas yeah. um and then you know we carried on getting orders it's gone really busy again at easter um so we'll see hopefully yeah. it just keeps growing um, but, um before christmas we sent out some orders but this person we made a custom box for because they had <coughs> certain allergies um like they're allergic to like lemon and stuff. Okay. So you had to make a custom box for them. So we made a custom like box and so they know what they're allowed. Like none of the allergies are allergic to them. Yeah. What's what's your plan then with with kind of the business for the for the next like two years? Do you know where you, you kind of want to take it? Would you? I I probably want to introduce some more stuff because we're introducing party cones. And I want to add like a little question. So if your people are going on holiday with someone with a nut allergy for the first time and they don't really know like what to do, they can kind of ask about it and we'll give them some solid answers. Yeah. And have you got more idea of like different businesses you want to do in the next couple of years? Like it sounds like you've always got different ideas you kind of want to take action on that. Uh, yeah, I want to try and do some passive income ideas. 
Mm. Um, I think it's incredible. Like you're so fully aware of like passive income. I know I've been trying to look at new ideas. So could you explain what passive income is to anyone who might not be aware? Okay, passive income is kind of like you get the pay, but you have to do something like once and set it up and it will just keep on paying mm. you. So an example is what I'm looking into is designing Lego sets that Lego don't make out of genuine Lego pieces. Um, and then I sell the design in that lot and I don't have to do anything from that and it's just, uh, just passive income. And you were saying earlier with the, with the Lego, that's like a digital... You, you create the product digitally and then you sell the design. Uh, yeah. So you don't build it with the actual Lego initially. It's all built online with the, with the Lego bits. Uh, yeah, but I'll yeah. probably try make it out of Lego to make sure everything works just fine. And then I'll sell yeah. the instructions. And then there's a Lego store called Bricklink. And on there, that's where you'll upload it and the pieces should yeah. come up. No, it's incredible like with the, with the passive income to be like aware at, at your age and it's incredible that you, you're thinking ahead already because um, I've been looking at like passive income and stuff. I've got That's like, the dream, isn't yeah, it? Passive to income, set up a yeah. product and then it's like people which do like these like online kind of platforms or kind of e-learning. Like, there's a guy on YouTube where he went on Skillshare and he set up a course like how to edit a, a YouTube video. And then he says he makes £150 a day of it. And it said it took him a day to record it and film it. Wow. And now that's just like passive income now. And he's just like, it's incredible. Have you have you, have you heard of Skillshare? Uh, no, I haven't. Yeah. So I, there's like different people which create courses based on anything from video editing to how to set up a podcast or how to edit a podcast. Um, but yeah, hmm. it's just set up a YouTube. Like, <laughs> would you, you ever thought about YouTube? I have thought about YouTube yeah. and TikTok and that lot, but um, it never really worked that well. But like when I was younger, I always used to search up on YouTube, like how to make money, uh, yeah. however old I was. And only about a year, two years ago, I've realized the actual way to make money at that age is make a video on how to make money at that age. <laughs> yeah. Then you get money from the views and the subscribers and that lot. I reckon you do quite well if you was like... <laughs> You're quite, you're quite shy about being on camera as well, aren't you? I think that's put you off about YouTube. But I think, like, especially coming yeah. on here to meet you, it's yeah. all of these experiences do, you know, help it, you out. It helps you grow as well. Yeah. I, I never, I used to be awful on camera. Like, when I used to, when I started, I was, like, a bit <laughs> awkward. And I think, like, the more you do it, the more you just feel more comfortable with the camera or the more kind of feel actual. Even when I started the podcast, I used to say the word like about 20 times. Like, 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 like. Um, um. And I used to, I used to, honestly, I had to go through the podcast. It would take me hours to get rid of all the likes. But um, I think the, the more, the more you do something, I think, I think it's just like consistency. And I think for me as well, like, it's just like enjoying the journey. And I think sometimes I, I want the results straight away or I want the money straight away. And it, it never happens like that. And it's just kind of going with the flow and, yeah, making a difference kind of thing. Like. Amazing, obviously, to kind of have yourself, um, Luke and Michelle on the podcast to kind of learn about your story. And obviously, like, when you see it online, it's just like a short, like, obviously, you read the article and the incredible work. So it's great to kind of sit down with you and kind of find out about your business and, like, your thinking. And like I said, I think it's incredible at your age as well, like, where you kind of see it going. And I think you've got a exciting future ahead. For anyone who wants to kind of check out the, the pick and mitts and, and get some algae-free pick and mitts, would you like to share that on the podcast? 
uh, sweetsformysweet.com. Anyway, it's been a pleasure having you both on. Have you enjoyed it? Yeah. First podcast. Yeah, yeah. it's been really good. Yeah. Thank you. No, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> anyway, thank you. For-